0: You know the Tarkov community.
1: Active enough that I had to be um, the adult to myself and say, Brian, if you want to buy a house, you can't have fifty-five subs. And I had, I, I I mean, it's really, it was heartbreaking for me when I looked. I one day I looked and I had fifty-something subs, and I was like, How the hell am I ever going to save up for a house, putting that kind of money out every month? Right, and and. And it's because there's so many creators, and I'm not just talking about the Evasion team, Mm -hmm. our our content creators that are with Evasion, but beyond that, that the the community is great. And I try to be active where I can. Obviously when Evasion is in full swing, I'm lurking more than I'm talking. Yeah.
0: Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come share their experiences and advice. And today, I have a really special guest. We're going to get behind the scenes with Evasion. Uh, One of the guys who's been there for a long time, Brian Baru. Brian, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me. Hello.
0: No problem. So what we normally do is we start things off with three quick questions just to get the juices flowing. So are you ready?
1: I'm going to have to be. (laughs)
0: all right so you can go on a two-week vacation anywhere in the world where are you going
1: that's a hard one um i've been international but not very much uh one of my goals is to get to australia and hawaii but i i mean if it's completely paid free and i can do whatever i want for two weeks i think i'm going back to ireland
0: oh very cool have you uh so you've been there before do you have roots there or it's just yeah
1: i'm second generation irish american and uh i still have family there and just i when i went it was probably the first time i ever really felt home without a place you know i just felt right there you know granted that's you know the view of a ignorant american not having to be there (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm on vacation but i really did (laughs) love it there
0: oh that is so cool actually where I'm from in Newfoundland, a huge Irish, Irish, uh, you know, roots, music, the food. It's, you know, we're closer, you know, it's just, uh, you know, when people came across the pond, they landed in Newfoundland. And I guess, you know, a lot of the Irish are like, hey, it's just like home. All right, we'll stay. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool.
1: Com- common latitude and all that stuff. Yeah, sure.
0: the weather is miserable. And, you know, so you get nothing <laughs> else to do. See, so drink. That's, you know, that's Newfoundland. So, uh, now I know you're a firefighter. Do fire fi- fire stations still have the pole that people you've know, you seen in the movies and whatnot that they slide yeah, down?
1: some still do. Um, a lot more of the career places are doing away with them due to lawsuits and liability. Uh-huh. I don't personally agree with it. Yeah. I prefer uh, having the fire pole. Yeah, and not not because of any exotic dancing side job, but <laughs> but because it really does expedite your way to the vehicle. Know, yeah. So you can get your way to the apparatus and get going. But I mean, I understand liability wise why they have done away with it. And now they're getting more, um, more specialized in their architecture. So new firehouses built without them can still get you yeah. on the road as quick as they can. You know. Yeah. Like we we uh the department I'm on, we had to rebuild uh one of our old firehouses. I mean, the thing was literally in operation when they had horse drawn fire apparatus. Oh and the doorway was originally really narrow and tall, and you can see where they lowered that doorway and widened yeah. that doorway. And um, when I, when I I mean, that was the house to learn. I learned how to drive the fire engine there, and it was probably the house to learn because now I'm not afraid of anything because yeah. backing the apparatus into that building, we had like oh my two God. inches of leeway on either <laughs> side. Yeah. So you either did it right or you found out the hard way. Um, But yeah, um, we had to rebuild that firehouse. Yeah. And they built this big headquarters. You know, everything was there. All the big, like all the, the functions of the fire department that are non-suppressive were based there along with my company. Yeah. And they didn't have a fire pole. And I was like, this place is massive and you don't have a fire pole? Uh-huh. <laughs> I had, how am I going to get up from all the way up there to all the way down here? <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah. they, they figured it out. They made it. This stairwell is really wide and easy to get down and you're just, you're, you're going. You know, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. So now it's all I am, gear. I'm certain there's still plenty of firehouses out there with them in operation. It's just our department is one of the ones that had to look out for liability yeah. and got rid of them.
0: Yeah, I could totally see that whole liability piece of it. So now are you still throwing your gear on at the, you know, at the uh, fire truck or you're getting geared up, up and then coming down uh, the stairs?
1: N- you, you, no, geared up at the fire truck. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Third question. You can see any band, past or present. Who are you seeing and where are you seeing them?
1: Any band?
0: Any band? Yeah. Oh
1: man, that's, that's
0: I hard, know. You see, you're a music guy, so I was like, these are sweet rapid questions, but well, I'm making you think on these.
1: I uh, I probably want to revisit. Um, there's a band from Canada, in yep. your home your homeland. Um, that I saw in a church in New York <gasps> City. Yeah. And it was probably one of my most favorite music experiences. Is a band called Godspeed You Black Emperor. Okay. It is like a. a, a post post rock like orchestral rock um it is a multi-piece band and their their music is very ethereal and just amazing oh wow and seeing them i would love to revisit that experience again um i mean they they've toured they still tour they're still yeah. together but that that experience off the top of my head that's i would love to have that experience again seeing them in a, in a, an arena like that it's not an arena uh, you yeah. know it's a church but the yeah. sound of it everything it was just amazing
0: Oh, that is. Awesome. I've
1: I've seen them in an opera house. I've seen them in a in a church, and I've seen them in like a, a VFW basement, and and, yeah. and I just saw them at a place <laughs> called the Wetlands in New York City. That was. You know, I've seen them in a variety of places, but the church yeah. experience—that's probably got to be it.
0: Oh, I'll have to check them out. You know, I've never heard of them before, and like you know, anybody who hears you're from Canada is like, "Oh, you only have like three musical bands up yeah.
1: there?" No, oh, there's a lot of Canadian bands, man. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Canadian bands.
0: Yeah, one of one of our favorite, one of Canada's favorites, and one of my favorites, but never cracked down here, was the uh, Tragically Hip. And
1: uh, I know, know that, of the band. I was never yeah. a fan, um, never not a fan. Just didn't yep. know them that well, but I heard them.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's uh, you know one of the things that's you know one of the advantages of you know, I live down here in the states, being from Canada, is seeing some of these bands that are back home. You know. Uh, scalpers would hire homeless people to line up in lines to get tickets to buy, go see them, like they'll play like, on oh, you know, Air sure. Canada. Center. Yeah. So when they come down here, like we saw them in Albany in like a strip mall, and you know this is like you, you look around and you can pick out all the other Canadians because they're there with like big bright eyes, like looking around, it's like oh my god, we're seeing the hip here. And so it's, you know, right? That's yeah. one of the advantages, <laughs> you know, it's like when you see that band that you just know is awesome, and you just see them in like a little venue, it's just so cool.
1: Yeah, that that is my preferred music experience. Um actually when I when I was a kid, when I was like a teenager, I actually got started my own promotion company and oh, really? did yeah, I was really heavy into like the uh, the whole DIY music scene in the tri-state area. Yeah. Mostly focusing on like punk rock and
0: yeah,
1: hardcore and and everything in between, but um I would rent out like VFW halls and and you know t- masonic temples and things yeah. like that and put on shows there and uh you know it, it taught me a lot about business and it taught me a heck of a lot more about how it's not as glamorous as people think yeah <laughs> I dealt was a lot of egos and uh, <laughs> uh, um but but i i did it you know i really did do it like at that point you know, i was a dumb kid i actually had a really good job um and made decent money yeah and so i didn't care about making money it was all about the bands and getting bands through our area so yeah. i all the money I made pretty much went right back into the business. You know, like I didn't, you know, I I would worry about paying my bands more than I would worry about making money. As long as I broke even, I was good.
0: Ah, that's cool. Any, any bands that stuck out like, wow, you know, that was a good act or, you know, diamonds in Um, a rough.
1: I mean, there there was a lot of bands that I booked that uh, they were big for the scene, but they may not be big for our listeners here. I mean, I I booked a uh, band called the refused from uh, the Europe. They were, I mean, they're one of the more iconic post-hardcore bands uh, of, of all time. But, yeah. but, like, it's either you know them or you don't. Yeah. Um, I booked Snapcase. I booked um a band called Braid, but actually got pretty popular, but then they broke up and became other bands. Uh, okay. Hey Mercedes and a few other bands. Bob Nana is like the songwriter that he's a well-known in song, singer-songwriter circles. He's a well-known musician, yeah. he's a really talented guy yeah. I mean, I, I booked a variety of stuff. I mean, I was in a band, multiple bands back then, too, but I yeah. was just trying to keep the music scene alive. Back then, there was a thriving musical scene and I just wanted to bring it towards me. Now yeah. it's, it's so hard, you know, um, post pandemic is even harder than ever. But even oh, before yeah. that, you know, they, these big venues, a lot of big venues shut down. Yeah. And so more states in the country became more areas of the country became flyover areas for bands, not because the bands didn't care about their fans in that area, but because yeah. there wasn't viable venues. Yeah. You know.
0: Oh, that's cool. But yeah. Now, so music
1: music was like a big part of it is still a big part of my life, even if I'm not yeah, a band.
0: You know, you're we talking about the era. you're booking a band's what like were we you in early 2000s, 90s
1: uh mid 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 to late 90s okay in, into the early 2000s yeah. yeah i mean i i it was not very i, I was already done well before 9 nine eleven happened and things yeah. like that and that had its own impact on the music scene oh, too. God, yeah um, the wetlands i mentioned before that was probably one of the premier places for like traveling bands to play in new york yeah. city and the collapse of that whole lower downtown region yeah pretty much impacted that place they shut down it was oh, a shoot Tragic loss for the for the music culture within New York City. Yeah. The Portland is, is shutting down. Ah.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I listened to a, a podcast, Broken Record, Rick Rubin's one. And uh, I had no idea, first of all, he was a DJ in the Beastie Boys, but he was talking about like the music scene back then. And it was just, it must have been like so cool, you know, down in that area.
1: Yeah. That's a whole other animal that I never even really knew. You know, yeah. I mean, I went, I went, I was going to matinee shows at CBGB's back when I was like 13, oh, wow. 14 years old. And so I, I saw all that kind of stuff, but there was yeah. a whole, I mean, you know, with any mutual, if, if I mention music to you and you tell me you're your five favorite bands and I tell yeah. you my five favorite It's we may have no connection because music is so dynamic and so yeah. wide ranged, you know, And it's the very same thing within music scenes. You know, there could be a whole thriving underground house and drum and bass scene and a whole underground, you know, punk and hardcore scene. And there could be no crossover. You know, uh, there. there, there's other separate amoebas of entities growing within this culture. You know, it's pretty cool.
0: It is really neat. You know, speaking of drum and bass, I just had John B on and I had no idea about that, how big of a scene that is. And it was just, yeah, it was that was an eye opener.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a good guy. I'm I'm. I was happy to see you had him on. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. That was cool.
0: But you're right about music and and you know we're you know growing up when I did you know we didn't have the internet or anything like that. So you just had to you know unfortunately you know we listen to MTV. So you had 120 minutes was really the you know where you oh, got some of that, that alternative. Track. Yeah, that was that was yeah. good
1: times. You know, and... I, you know, I I'm I'm sorry. Talking about that, that's even funny. I don't even think about that until it's reminded to me. But, like, yeah. back then, when I was doing those shows that I did, there wasn't an internet. Yeah. And I had to go to, like, Kinko's or, or Staples and, pr- you know, print out oh 500, 1,000 copies of a flyer. And I'd have to go to other shows and hand them out. And I'd have to go to record <laughs> stores all throughout the Tri-State area and put them down on, like, they would often have, like, a little table you could put flyers for shows yeah. down on. And stuff like, that. like, there was... The internet was around but it wasn't like you know it's a part of everyone's life now it's on your phone it's on exactly your, it's yeah. on your fridge you know yeah. <laughs> i mean it's a part of everything now but back then you know only yeah. the the well-to-do really had internet yeah you know, Had had computers to, to really take a part in that
0: yeah well you think about you know going to you know like you know back home you know big be going to a big concert or what and nobody had a phone back then and it's like how do you how did you meet up with friends at, like, large venues with, you know, 100,000 people. It was just, yeah, it was crazy how things all worked out back then.
1: I remember thinking I hit a gold mine when I went to one of my first Lollapaloozas. When the, oh. pit, when the pit was over and the pit yeah. and the show is over and everyone's walking out, if you look around and look down on the pit, I had a box that I brought home, like a little box, yeah, about 30 pagers, <laughs> oh, <my God>. pagers <laughs> that were lost in the pit. <laughs> and I was like, like look at all these pagers. How I can sell these pagers. I sold them back to like you know pager places yeah. for a few bucks. It was oh, pretty freaking funny.
0: Funny, yeah. You 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 hit a nerve there with Lollapalooza. That was probably one of my most favorite concerts ever. It was the second Lollapalooza with, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Ice Cube. Um, I'm missing one Ministry and Temple. Yeah, uh, you know you had uh, and Pearl Jam. Oh my yep. God, that was just unbelievable yeah i was was there yeah i was at a lot of those yeah i missed the first one though with uh james and i didn't uh, go to the first one either ice T and his body count yeah so i was i I didn't go
1: to many of them to be honest but i did go to a few back then like pretty much when warped became a thing yeah that was my preferred traveling festival um i I was very much into a lot of bands that played Lollapalooza, but i was much more into the more of the I, i'm gonna call it underground but all those bands were assigned they weren't underground you know yes, but they yeah. were just less popular less radio yep. friendly you know that yeah. was more of my scene
0: cool and, and yeah you think about today's music there's just so much music like finding that band you've never you know just it's it's so so vast and and you know when you talk to other people who like music it's like oh yeah check out these guys or these guys and oh for sure it's, it's so cool
1: yeah and, and music discovery has become really hard too mm-hmm. you know um me and friends of mine talk about it all the time. Like you, you kind of have to, you know, it used to be like, I remember when I was, a, when I was like high school, college age, like we had college radio stations Yeah, mm-hmm. and you listen to them and you like, it's just like 120 minutes, just like H- you know, MTV, yeah. you know, you you had ways to find bands that you liked. Um, yeah. And now it's kind of like, you could either depend on your Pandora or your mm-hmm. Spotify algorithm or yep. you got work in, right. You know, like I, like my Twitter feed is either, parkov streamers stuff or bands and labels like like i that's i try to not follow anything else i have a whole different account for all my political stuff i don't (laughs) want to talk about here nope (laughs) (laughs) and 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 even like the science stuff like i'm really big into nasa and i'm not that i have any knowledge of science and engineering but it it it, it, you know it's a it you know it it fascinates me yeah so i put all that stuff in a totally different Twitter account. So I don't have to see it when I'm worrying about my business, yep. you know, worrying about mm-hmm. what's going on with, with, streaming and with content creation and with, yep. with content music, I consider part of content. So I put it all together.
0: Yeah. Ah, very cool. Yeah. You know, we, we knocked off a bunch of my questions here. It's like, you know, what's your background and things like that, where you grew up. So I was like, you know, you grew up you know, in New Jersey, New York, love the music. And now how did you end up being a firefighter?
1: Uh I'm I'm second generation. My father oh, is a nice. firefighter. Yeah. Um I've got uncles that are firefighters, my ba- baby brother's a firefighter, I got cousins that are firefighters. Oh, I mean wow. we we come from a public service family. Um yep. my father's side of the family mostly, although I have some on my mother's side as well. Yeah. Um but my dad um this is actually really crazy. It's, not, it's actually a story a lot of people that know me through evasion and through like the Tarkov community just don't know. Yeah. But, but when I was a kid Um, I would think I was about seven years old, eight years old. I can't remember the exact age I was, but either way, um, my grandparents lived in a high rise building, a seven story building in, uh, my town. Yeah. And the guy that lived below us was getting, stripping his linoleum from the floor of his kitchen and he was using gasoline.
0: Oh my God.
1: And he was smart. He Turned off the gas of his stove, turned out the pilots of his stove, pretty much unplugged everything. Yeah. You know, and now he's stripping the linoleum from his whole apartment with gasoline. But the one thing he didn't take care of was his refrigerator. Oh. And when the compressor of the refrigerator clicked on, the whole the whole apartment exploded. Oh, my God. And him and his wife ended up trapped in their back bedroom, like, screaming from the windows, screaming for help. You know, they had their door closed, whatever. And my, yeah. My grandmother, myself, and my cousin were trapped above the fire. Holy the apartment gosh. below us, yeah. yeah. So, and my back then, my father was waiting to get on the fire department. Yeah, um, he was already trying to get on. He, a good friend of his got on, and he was waiting to get on. He actually like had to lead the firefighters into the building to show them the best way to get up to yeah. where we were and all that stuff. And not was I'd say within five years he became a firefighter. Yeah. And you know, um, I I tried to get on right after high school. Yeah, it it didn't happen because I have a lead foot. Yeah, I got my license and decided let's ruin this privilege that I've earned. And I... (laughs) Got pulled over for speeding way too much, (laughs) (laughs) and so I took the test. I really did well on the test, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're right in. Come on, get in." And and then, as they did the second, you know, the 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 secondary, the first real interview, they looked at my driver record. They're like, "We can't hire you. (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) you got you got more points than the five guys behind you combined. We can't (laughs) hire you. Get out of (laughs) here." You know, so so I was just like, "Oh well, that's not for me." Um, and I went on. I actually really had a heavy interest in English. I wanted to be a, a writing teacher.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: so I went to college for that. But uh, I came from pretty humble means. I mean, I grew up very poor. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I, I had to pay for my own way through college. And so I was doing that after high school. And yeah. nine, when 9-11 happened, that probably directly impacted me the most it could without being there. Yeah. Um. I'm sure there's other people that were, you know, the people that lost their loved ones, they were impacted more than I can ever be. And I'm not trying to diminish that. Yeah. But... But I had a job that was contracted through the government that I got fired, laid off from because immediately yeah. they started cutting budgets for everything. Yeah. had to drop out of college, had to drop, ended up oh, wow. evicted. I was living out of my car. Like it went from, I have the whole world in, in the palm of my hand to yeah. I'm living in my car, oh my <laughs> you God. know? Um. But yeah, my, my dad reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, there's another application coming back around, but you're going to have to move back home. Like yeah. back, back into the city, you, know, you had to live in the city to get on the fire department. And right. Like, well, I, I'd like to live somewhere. <laughs> 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 I don't, I don't like this whole not living anywhere thing. Yeah. Um, I was very prideful. My family would have taken me in at any time. Yeah. But I was, I was like, I mean, geez, I don't remember how old I was when 9-11 happened. I think 24. But either way, I was very prideful. I had yeah. moved out when I was 18 years old and living on my own all that time. And suddenly I couldn't make it. I, I didn't want to admit to anyone that I needed yeah. help. But, yeah, once that – he told me that application was coming in, it was time to try again. I moved back home, and here I am. I mean, I'm, oh, wow. I'm doing this for seven, 16 years now, almost 17 yeah. years.
0: Holy cow. That's wild. That's yeah. a great story. Holy – you know, come, like you said, riding those highs and then hitting a low and then, you know, getting back up on your feet and, and you know, being successful. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm, it's definitely part, a heavy part of it was luck, you know, and yeah. opportunity, but, I mean y- – I, a lot. I, That's
0: life that way, though, too. You know, just sure being in is, the yeah. right spot at the right time sometimes. Uh, yep, you know? for sure. Cool. So now, we, you know, I'm a. You know, we've had this whole conversation so far, and we haven't even talked about gaming. So when did you? You know, when did gaming start for you?
1: <laughs> my first gaming platform was an Odyssey Two. Oh
0: my god!
1: An Odyssey Two it came out like the year before. A couple of years before I was born, the year before I was born, or something. Yeah. It was a, like it was like the pre-Atari game. Yeah. It basically was the same game. Yeah. <laughs> like it had like four games, and it was basically like the same game. Like like like, like similar like how you envision what Pong was. Just mm-hmm. turn it sideways, and that was like their basketball. <laughs> yeah. Ends their hockey, and uh-huh. then you turn it back to Pong, and now it's it's <laughs> like you know it, it was hilarious back then. But I um I started with that. I think my mom had one. Like some tricky tray, and I got a Nintendo ent- entertainment system. I was the first kid on my block to have one. Oh wow! Not because I was rich, but because my mom got lucky at a lucky a tricky tray and won it type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I went on from there. I was never actually. I I was. I had a Turbo Graphics sixteen. I had yeah. a NES. I had the Super NES. I missed the whole GameCube thing. I did um, too. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't do the. T- I didn't do t- uh, GameCube. I was late to PlayStation two. Mm-hmm. um it, i kept being a part and not a part of my life a lot through the years yeah. depending on where i was in my life but it always right. was fun when i could yeah and um i started playing when i think i had the xbox 360 i think i started playing battlefield yeah about, when battlefield bad company came out that game pulled me in like yeah pulled me and i love that game and i started playing with teams and i had like this little you know battlefield team crew that yeah. i played with and Eventually, I had to get a computer for that schoolwork that I was talking about. Yeah, and uh, I got on PC and started playing, and I found the Battlefield PC game, and eventually Arma.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Arma was what really like that pulled me in and took over my life. Um, you know, I, I pretty much only played arma for like a decade <laughs> like like i mean like like i played other games too but it was like like i played yeah. all the elder scrolls was like my fantasy like not playing multiplayer i would play with all the fail, fallout elder scrolls like morrowind and stuff like that but yeah. arma was the one all be all i ended up eventually becoming like um uh the leader of a milsim group which was like at this point like a decade ago maybe yeah. maybe a little less maybe a little less we were arma too and i was in that for a while and then i just kind of got burned out with that and uh it perfect timing was when i found the like the early like seven six seven years ago the early trailer video for um for eft oh okay back back when it was even showing like third person right like they had planned on having third person perspective in the game and things like that but but I watched uh, a couple of videos and, and a stream about it. I, I don't even remember. I, I watched right up on it, and I just thought, this is cool. Like, I was already yep. into, like, the really realistic type of thing with Arma, but I found, mm-hmm. like, all those key bindings. And quite frankly, okay. the worst part of Arma, in my opinion, isn't even the key bindings. Yeah. It's making the campaign.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know,
1: like, like there is no campaign made for you. You got to make it. Yeah, other people can make it, and you could use other people's. But, yeah. you know, you want it to be authentic, and you want it to be yours. And so that part of it made me not i just stopped enjoying it because of yeah. how much work it took to build the campaign that we would have to then play
0: yeah okay.
1: i had left the milsim group i backed eft and yeah. the rest is from there i mean wow. i just i i played the clothes i played the early open and, and played from there i didn't play every every wipe full through yeah um some of the wipes we had some of the patches were unplayable yeah <laughs> and that's why i went back to playing a little arma here or some battlefield yeah. or, or some you know other games but yeah um, yeah i mean i just the game the vision for the game i don't think their vision has ever actually changed i think the technology has changed and therefore they've adjusted a little bit but they really yeah. haven't i don't think they've strayed from what they convinced me at when i early backed to what the game would be yeah and i'm still with it i still think it's the best game out oh, there God. i i it has its faults but i think yep. i i'd rather support a small you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: d- homegrown uh company that's building something on a on a passion project rather than you know look what we have with all the games i won't i won't smear any right, com- yeah any developers that are out there the big developers or the triple a developers they, yeah. they make they make you know deep end promises and give you a kiddie pool results i mean it's it's
0: absolutely just, yeah it's uh so. Yeah, it, it's you know because yeah, like you said, you know, you Battlefield Bad Company it was such a great game, and then you know to where things are today, it's just it's not that level. And and yeah. like, what you echoed about Arma, like I never got into Arma. I always saw videos of people playing it, and it looked really cool. And then I picked it up. I was like, I got to create stuff. I you know it was just wasn't I could ju- I couldn't just jump in and you know do these campaigns and whatnot. Like I you had to go find it, get the mods or patches yeah. or whatnot yeah i mean just... you
1: could download the campaign but even then it's not you know you were stuck with what other people made and yeah. you know yeah it, it was a great thing for a long time yeah. i met some really great people um i i could jump into their team speak that the, the, that organization still exists although they became a little bit multi-gaming yeah but they still exist and i could hop in there at any time and talk to the same guys and i'm still friends with them but cool it's just not no, I'm not coming back. I can't do Nilsim anymore. (laughs) Even with this new armor coming out, like they're talking about armor four and they're like, oh, that's cool. And I immediately thought, hey, maybe, but I'm like, you know what? I've got other focuses now. I can't, I just can't. I bought it and refunded it right away. I didn't even Uh, play it.
0: Cool. Now with Tarkov, so it's, it is such an amazing game. Isn't it how it just grabs you? And it's just, for me, it's ruined playing so many games because I'll go dabble with something and it's like oh, something tugs at me to just come back and play it again.
1: For sure, for yeah. sure, and, and and you know, I you can have your guilty pleasures. You can go. I mean, I I think Marauders was fun. Yeah, I like I like this cycle. Um, there's plenty of other games out there that I enjoy, um, but it doesn't have that. I mean, this is like this is my culture, right? <laughs> like this yeah. is this is my, <laughs> my 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 just picking that game back up i i prefer to play in groups i like playing duos or trios although i can play solo um i don't nearly play as much now as i used to i mean evasion when the wipe kicks in yeah not we we usually have like maybe you know four four to eight weeks to to let the wipe develop and then we start doing our events but now Mm -hmm. with the private servers yeah you know we we can start working a little earlier and, and even sooner um but yeah, the past two past two seasons of Evasion, I haven't played nearly as much EFT as I wanted to. Yeah, um, mostly because I was already burned out of EFT before I played it. I was right. too busy working on the back end of Evasion, yeah. doing our thing, you know. Uh, and and I'm not even really that central to the organization. You know, I i I'm, there are plenty of people. I mean, I'm I'm incredibly blessed to be surrounded by an incredible team. Yeah, um, Sigma has her goal, and you know, the growth of the team has been right. Yep. In the sense that it, initially it was like there were five of us, you know, and yeah. we we're just trying to make events happen. And the team has grown. Sigma started realizing, you know, I can't do everything. I can't cast and do all these other things. Yeah, Let's bring on some casters, uh, you know, and me and the people who are battle modding. Uh, we didn't really have a head battle mod back then. We just were the people who battle modded. And yeah. Sigma was like, no, we need a team of people to do this. Let's get a leadership thing. And yeah. And I picked it up from there. Um, so cool. you know, but the growth, uh, of the team, um, the members of the team and, and really the, that core, I mean, I'd say there's like a core 10 people, 12 yeah. people that are like, i well, actually, yeah, I'd say around now it's about eight to 10 people that they're, they're incredible. Like they're yeah. just, they all have, we all have the same passion. We all have the same vision. Yeah. Do we, do we hope that one day evasion is bigger than we can ever imagine? Of course, who wouldn't, Yeah. but what we have right now, what we bring the community and the, the events we create, and the fact that we have, you know, a nod from BSG to say, "Hey, you know, yep. guys, you guys can do what you want with this," you know, within means. Let, yeah, let's make this fun. It's it's a really good blessing.
0: Yeah, very, yeah, it it is awesome what you guys do over there. So now, just back the Tarkov for a little bit. So you know, over the years of playing it, what you know, is there a particular map that you that stuck out for you that you really like playing?
1: I, I, Interchanges Bay. Yeah. interchange is big it's it's like the map like when you when you let me choose i'm going to pick interchange um as long as i believe everyone else in the group will be willing to play it right everyone has their preference i i mean i like customs i especially like it after the second expansion Mm -hmm. i thought this first expansion never they like went in the wrong direction in the sense that like i thought they were always going to open up that second expansion area yeah when they started talking about it i was like well this makes sense you have this weird little l shape Right. You're gonna fill in this L shape, and then they went out there. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, customs is great. But I would say for sure, I'm um, interchange and woods are my two favorite maps. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah I, interchange is mine just for that immersion factor. Everybody's got a mall, and you just you you oh, you know if you're playing paintball or you just always think about like, hey, it'd be cool to do something like that in a mall. And then you know you're in this like you know dark mall, and it's just you don't know where people are gonna come from, and there's so many layers that you can you know attack from the basement or the yeah it's i just i really enjoy it. i know it catches a lot of flack because of lighting but it is one of my favorites
1: yeah i do i would do wish they would revert some of the lighting changes but you know mm-hmm. i mean they're always working on things and right now yeah. a prime focus of theirs is on the new maps right yeah you know they they need to do that i feel like it's very likely they'll go back to that and readdress it again in due time yeah and i'm just looking forward to it but i the new maps they've been coming out my lighthouse is amazing yeah uh I think Terminal looks great. I can't wait. Obviously, everyone talks about streets. Uh, streets is the end all be all, you yes. know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think, you know, I, I don't think you can ever compare what streets will end up being to what these other maps are. So I don't yeah. even like bring including that in the conversation. But right. I mean, every map has its strength and its weakness, but interchange yeah. is Bay. Yeah. Period. Oh, definitely.
0: So now what was it about Tarkov that, you know, took a hold of you?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, I love the risk factor. Yeah. Um. I liked the fact that, like, you know, I did not like when I died and lost everything. But yeah. When I knew when I killed someone, their gear was mine. Yes. Yeah. You know, as long yeah. as I got out, their gear was mine. There was something at risk. It wasn't just this ticket based, you know, team mm-hmm. versus team. Just keep. You know, this, this magic clown car of soldiers, just uh, the doors open. And every time you die, another clown comes out, you know, I (laughs) I
0: like that. That's
1: a good one. Yeah. It it, it was, you know, it was, you go in and there's a risk. Um, had that realism feel, but it wasn't overly realistic in the sense that like, you know, I didn't have to pull a scum and find Mm -hmm. a corner to pop a squat in or anything like that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) the controls are very complex. Um, but that also resulted in me having really good physical manipulation of the player character to, to lean and peak and prone yeah. and all that i just i loved every aspect of that you know um but the the risk was probably the biggest part of it you know yeah. it, it wasn't just about bravado there was actually um a reward for playing tactically you know um obviously we can get into the whole sidebar conversation of bush camping and extra yeah. camping and all that other stuff but ignoring all of that when i first found the game you know, and the first time I ever played against a person, the AI it would kill you from across the map when I first yes. started playing anyway. <laughs> it took me a long time to actually get a yeah. PvP fight that I realized was actual PvP. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But but the, but the, just the control, the feel, the, the wind, the audio, I mean, obviously it's got its faults as well. Yes. But, yeah. but the fact that I can hear you click your safety off, uh, yes. click your, and I know you're right around the bend just from your own personal reveal. It was an awesome feeling. It's a really yeah. great game, man.
0: Oh, absolutely! I couldn't agree with you more. The uh, you know, and, and you know, some people don't realize the those you know those early quests where you had to you know there was a time limit on those, or you know, kill like twenty bears in Factory. It's like there wasn't a lot of people playing Factory enough to get that you know to knock yeah, exactly. that quest out. Yeah, so it's crazy how the quests have developed too. So now, what? Um, so you, you say you like playing solos and teams. Um, what I've found in this game, it really tests friendships and shows how poor of communicators we are. You know, with the who's the you know, where are you? I'm over here, I'm over there, that type of thing.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I tried carrying over some of my whole mail sim call out thing. Yeah. With 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 the people I played with EFT and found out very quickly that I'm playing with just a different group of people. Um yeah. that's a little too nerdy for majority of people <laughs> that play the game. You know, and quite frankly, without I mean, back then when I first started really playing and playing with other people there wasn't a working compass anyway. Yeah. You didn't have any mill dots that you can use as call outs. You didn't know what direction was what until the compass was added and net. Even then it wasn't viable to pull out your compass mid firefight and be like, Oh, yeah. he's Northwest of me, you know, like, so it, it really tested that. And you had to start coming up with the call out system, which <laughs> I think is great, um, I, I I do wish that there was a little more um standardization in that call out yes. system.
2: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you could play with
1: two two friends, you know, Friday night, and then you play with two different friends Saturday, night, and it's a totally different list yeah. of call outs for the same map. Yeah, but but you got to make it work. You have to be dynamic. But I I think friendships were tested for sure. But I feel like you just start not playing with the people that you don't vibe yeah. with well. You know, yeah. um, which has its own sad parts of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. There's yeah. always new people. I mean oh, we, there's plenty of looking for group channels and yeah. You know, right now actually we're happening right now, um, with the PvP takeovers that like Nixia has yeah. been doing and you know, other organizations are doing it too. But we started doing it pre like during the trios. Yeah. The the people that are all playing trios needed to play and they wanted to play more and PvP takeovers have been a thing forever. Yeah. You know, but the organization, the fact that we had like 150 people are about to play in trios and they're were looking to just practice. And we all got together on these servers and I, I'm helping Nixie out in a minor role, uh, how yeah. I can with what she's doing there. They do um, Tarkov speed dating where everyone has to be a <laughs> duo, but you're just randomly par- part- partnered up with people. And I've <laughs> found that, you know, found some people I mesh really well with and yeah. like had a few people already say, Hey, but let's run duo sometime. Like we have oh. fun. You know, so it's that's a pretty cool. fun and interesting mix to it all, you know, yeah. to, to make it interesting. And I, we, we had real fun with that.
0: Oh, that's, that sounds fun. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You, you, when you were talking about the common call outs and whatnot and, you know, going nerdy with the Milsim and whatnot, I actually had a, a special forces guy on a little while ago and, I, that was my conversation with him. He, like, you know, what's your call outs and how does that work versus, you know, playing trying to play a game with other people or other milled people. And it was interesting. He you know, he basically did a, a took customs and sort of did, hey, if we were doing a mission, here's how our call outs would be and it was uh, it was pretty cool to to hear that aspect of things.
1: Uh, I, I didn't catch that one. I'll have to catch that one to see it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, it uh, event- like an interesting conversation.
0: Oh, when, yeah, Uneventful Gamer is his name. And uh, he's current Special Forces, 15 years. And when he's talking about his, you know, his work tool, it's like, he t- showed a picture of his M4. It's like, oh, yeah, work tool. Okay, that's kind of, uh, that's, that's cool. I don't know many people that can say, you know, their work tool is an M4. Or, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, when he was talking about, you know, the, the one, that re- one thing that really stuck out for me is like, you know, he was doing close quarter uh, breaching over in a, uh, Afghanistan and talking about how his, his go-to tool was the Bernoulli shotgun, because th- when you get shot by that, you don't get back up. And he goes like, yeah, when you get hit by an M4, it's like a bee sting. There's plenty of fight left in you. It was like, wow. Okay. You're talking from experience. <laughs> That's <is> wild. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So definitely yeah. check that one out. That was, that was, yeah. Really cool guy. So, um, so now, you know, you're playing with, you've, you've played with a lot of cool people. If you had to pick out an all-star squad that you call out right now, and they're going to roll a five-man raid with you, who would you call out? With me? Yes. Oh, OGs, boy. OGs present. I, you know, I, this I'm is the going, all-star um, crew. But
1: I diminished their capabilities by being on the team, too. Hold on. That's no, not, that's okay, that's not It's not fair to it's them. Just, You're having fun. They're there. You called I know. I'm just being and, funny.
0: I know. <laughs>
1: um. Well, I mean, wow. Okay. Oh, this is not fair. Um. Obviously region lock doesn't matter and all that.
0: Nope. Nope. Doesn't not at all.
1: All right. Well if I'm if I'm looking to win.
0: Yeah. If I'm
1: looking to have fun. All Wait, right, let's do, go
0: two. W- let's go win and then we'll pick a have fun.
1: Okay, so win, I think i I think I'd have to go with uh and I'm just gonna go with like people I know. So yep. if, if I don't mention someone's favorite streamer, <laughs> it's probably because I don't know them very well and I'm not of the presumption that you know landmark would play with me he has no idea who the heck i am and i, I know it doesn't him.
0: matter anybody you name them they are there you call uh, Pestil- um,
1: <laughs> but i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the people i know and right. just just to make it reasonable for me because it's in my brain because i yeah. can't start listing all the other people that i don't <laughs> know uh, well or don't play with or anything yeah. um i'd have to say to, to win i would pick red ops yep i i would pick Oh man, this is—I'm really on the spot here. I'm not enjoying this at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, three more.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, Hayes. Okay. Sheaf. Yeah. And Robin.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good crew. You're yeah, gonna come out no, of it, victory it, there.
1: If, if I'm trying to win, that—that's—that's probably—that's probably my team.
0: All right. So that's your serious team. So now not, you're not so serious team then.
1: looking to have fun. Yep. I'd have to say, I have to have Jeepo there. Cause who else can I beat up on? I mean, <laughs> uh, yep. I mean, Jeep, Jeepo has to be there. Cause he's probably the only guy that, you know, would, would let me abuse him so much without coming back too hard until he sneaks up on me and gets me the right way. Um, <laughs> Gino for sure. Yeah. Nixia. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, boy. Fun, fun, fun. Give me more fun. Who am I laughing with? Uh, Blitzer girl. Okay. And last laugh, last laugh. Uh, Blank. Okay. Although he could easily have been on the competitive, the, yeah. the, the want to win team too, but blank, I, he and I get along pretty well, and he's, he's very capable, but he's also p- capable of having the piss and, and making yeah. it a great time. So
0: Cool. All right, so now, you know, we got through Tarkov. You know, next step up on Tarkov is Evasion. So how did you get hooked up with Sigma and Hotel? Where did that all start?
1: Um, uh, It all started on a lie. Okay. <laughs> uh, there used to be a Tarkov streamer. I mean, I think he still streams intermittently, but I don't think he streams Tarkov as much anymore, but a guy named Goody7. Okay. And I ended up... Being a somewhat regular viewer of his. And there was a night where he raided Sigma. And he told chat, we're going to go raid my sister. (laughs) He meant sister because at the time they were both in the same, like, content creation stream team. Okay. Uh, But I didn't know that. And I my in my ignorance literally thought oh wow this is Goody's sister mm-hmm. <laughs> like well then i have to support start supporting her too because i like goodies so I, I, I have to start supporting her so that's how i ended up in her channel period oh no way and i'm not joking i think it was three years i think it was about three years before i ever found out that they weren't oh, sister.
0: My God.
1: <laughs> because it was something that never came up it was just something right. i just assumed was a reality. And then at one point, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I haven't even seen your brother in Bubba. And she's like, my brother, who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, goody. And she's like, what? Goody's <laughs> not my brother. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I've been live, living a lie for two years. You know, it, I, I I, mean, it just never came up. So I just yeah. assumed that that's a fact and that's that. And, you know, there are other relatives that stream. Mm-hmm. They're cousins and brothers and sisters that stream. And they just have their own path that they're taking. They don't try to utilize like, oh, that's my sister. This is my brother type of thing right. or cousin or whatever. Like they want to do their own, they want to be their own content creator, their own yep. products, right? So I just assumed that I mean, she's not, no one's trying to ride off of anyone else's coattails. They're just existing as they exist. You know, that, yep. I had no idea, but yeah. So that's how I ended up in her channel. um oh and, 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 you know, she at the time was pretty much the only female karkov streamer that i knew of if there were other ones back then i just didn't know of them and there's always streamers you don't know right um but i found her ability to be incredible you know yeah. i mean i i had i was blown away when i found out that that was like one of the first pc shooters she ever played yeah um and the community was fun you know yeah. um there and i had been there for a while and eventually had become like a, a channel mod along with other channel mods but i was just a, a pretty heavy supporter long before then anyway yeah. and uh you know she started doing the streamer battles and they needed an extra person to do scoring and you know oh, i okay i'm like kind of a doc- one of the things that i've gained from my time with Milston was really learning how to use documents and yeah. i'm a document nerd so i can do scoring you know and yeah and i I started using their score sheet and after like, I don't know, a couple of rounds of games, uh, you know, a couple of months of playing, I was like, Hold on, we can make this better. Like (laughs) like this score sheet sucks. It doesn't suck. I mean, for what it was worth and for what we were doing, it was perfectly fine. But I've been like, No, I can make it do the score for us automatically and I can I can make this better. And that's kind of how that that started. Was just, you know, I started making the score sheets and you know, being there and then as it eventually became a bigger and bigger thing and you know we we need battle mods i was a battle mod you know i did stream for a very short period of time yeah um but i was not streaming and whereas other people you had to be a streamer to be a part of the event so it made sense i'm not a streamer but i can be involved this way yeah and that's what i did
0: oh no way and now you know how years later to see where it's come from it's got to be pretty pretty impressive pretty proud to be a part of that organization
1: I'm, i mean listen we started with like a bunch of people bored late wipe just trying to have fun creating yeah. content and now we're working i mean i had within a month ago i had a meeting with people from bs you oh know like God. like like we have conversations with the makers yeah. of the game you, you that that is a dream in and of itself like yeah. how can you ever think that you could do something uh, for passion and fun and end up finding out like I mean, that, that'd be like doing a cover band and finding yeah. out that the cover, the band that you're covering wants you to play with them. You know, it's, yeah. they're, they're not paying me. They're not hired me. I'm not hired by BSG or anything to that capacity. Yeah. But still, they acknowledge us. They respect us. And they want, you know, they like what we do for the community and for their game. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. It's a dream.
0: Yeah, that is so cool. Like, I, you know, when Sigma's on, she spoke very highly of you and, and 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 Hotel, obviously Hotel, but how you guys are just, you know, you figured things out. You, you know, she. I think she added something new. I don't know. I can't remember what it was called, but it was driving her crazy. Hotel took it and just you know figured it out. I think it was like a, a switching system or something like that, and just the whole back end piece. Oh, of you. Th- that's
1: probably the production platform. Yes. We, we switched from going from OBS to using VMix. That's um, what it was. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and any platform you pick is going to have its shortcomings, and I'm not the person to talk about that system. Yeah. Hotel really is yeah but but it's more of a professional system and it shows you know like yeah. what what our end result is there are some hand there are some handcuffs to it mm-hmm. there are some things you can't do that you can do in obs but overall yeah. i mean you can't really have a 150 team event um go smoothly with obs you can yeah. but it's a hell of a lot of work and yeah. it's just and and if you want to you got to you got to make your choice Do you want quality or do you want qual- like accessibility and right sigma made the choice and said no we're going to put the money out and buy this program and learn this program and hotel hit the ground running yeah i can't speak enough highly enough with like for a person that was not in production yeah to, to do all he's done to learn production and to learn the back end of stuff i mean computers were kind of part of his deal yeah in life anyway but he really has hit the ground running and we're, we're still learning new stuff every season you know yeah. new things that he can do to make it better
0: and you, you hit a good point there. The production value of, a, of an invasion event is nothing else touches it in our community. It is just so well done how everything is, it goes so smoothly. Uh, between, and everybody has different roles. Like you have, you know, the casters are doing their thing, you have the battle mods, and then you got the production people in the back end of it. It's just so well done.
1: Did you say it goes smoothly? Good. okay what Good. we Good. You, <laughs> what you, what you, you see is
0: different than what you know we see oh, on, on the other side of the curtain absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah no, know, it's I, like
1: a, it's like a guy playing his first song you know for the first time live like he yeah. knows he messed up meanwhile the audience is in love with it and they, yep. oh, but i messed up on the port, chord progression no one knows they don't know what you meant to do they just know what you did and they loved it yeah. be happy yeah <laughs>
0: Or like that bride at her wedding, you know, she knows what's going to happen and, you know, this, <laughs> you just roll with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So now from a battle mod standpoint, you know, um, how, like, do you guys, you know, without going into, you know, the the secret sauce or whatnot, you, you're, you know, every team, do they get their own battle mod or is like a battle mod to sort of keep, you know, keep them watch on a couple of different teams?
1: In general, our, our goal is to have a battle mod with each team. Yeah and to have the head of battle mods supervising that. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, in a perfect world where all of my battle mods are available and we have enough teams for all battle mods to cover every battle mod. That that's that's what our goal is to have a yeah. battle mod per team and also two battle two head battle mods sitting there watching the overall big picture, keeping an eye on the score sheet, keeping an eye on, you know, every stream they can, you know, yeah. like in, in general you know, now Garlem has has moved on to another part of evasion he's working yeah. with team management and stuff like that now i'm working with Boosh. yeah um and yeah you know, it's just kind of the same it's just the same machine just different cogs right yeah but um yeah that's 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 what our goal is to have it that we can try to make it that we don't have the battle mod yeah. there are times i do you yeah. know the, the, we, um unfortunately you know it's a volunteer position no one's yeah. getting paid and right. you know we 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 don't unfortunately have had a few afternoons where you know we just didn't have everyone we have available. So I gotta jump in and it's okay. Yeah. I know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I did it long ago. <laughs> I could do it again. But yeah, ideally you have everyone the point of the battle mod is that they're like they're they're there for evasion, but they're also there for the competitors, right? Yeah. So we wanna make sure that the competitors have a full grip and understanding of what our rule set is. Yeah. You know, um, we don't want there to be a surprise. Now, unfortunately, there are plenty of streamers. Uh, there's a common meme amongst battle mods and amongst streamers in general, right? Is that streamers don't read, and that is a rule. I mean, it's just a fact. And yeah. I, you know, and I, and I hope I don't offend anyone because sorry, <laughs> reality sucks. But streamers don't read; they skim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give them a piece of paper with all the rules; they're gonna skim it and go, "Okay, I'm ready to play." Right. They're too. They're too busy waiting to get to the next thing to to create their content and have fun. Yeah. Um, and we're there to try to like, no, 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 no. Come. Hold on, hold on, you actually have to grab the dog tag. <laughs> like You can't just look at it. You got to grab it. No, you can't yeah. go here and try to try to teach them the inter- intricate ways in which we had had some of our game rules. I mean, some of our game rules that we have had in the past, they're pretty complex compared to what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, and I love it for that fact. We tried to focus on all the different aspects that create EFT with our game rules. You know, yeah. it's not just PvP kill, win.
0: Right. That's, that's yeah. the thing that separates what you can do within Tarkov is those special things.
1: Yeah, and and PBP kill win definitely has its place and it's a fun part of the game for sure. But reminding people that map knowledge, uh, uh, ability to quickly loot and tetris your way through, yeah. and you know, knowing how to get your movement, and knowing how to be stealthy when you need to be, how to be quick when you need to be. I mean, there's yeah. so many aspects to the game to make that makes EFT better than mm-hmm. the next paintball simulator shooter that comes right. out. Yeah, you know, um, and so we would have to make sure that they had that grip understood all that and then while the events happening we're there yeah it's totally reasonable that any competitor could suddenly forget wait did i need to grab uh an ifac or did he need to grab a, you know a salewa to get points? Yeah. it's a salewa okay thank you you know yeah it was found it was a lot easier to have someone in voice comms with you than yeah. to just hold on let me go back and refer to this pdf they sent me right right while i'm getting shot at <laughs> no you so, have your answer.
0: So your battle mods really need to know all the rules, so that you know, so that channel can be that those streamers can get that answer quickly. So you know, so they have a you know basically a line back to the to rule sets.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, one of the other things is like early, early on, very early on, when we were a lot less serious about evasion, I yeah. think even before we were evasion in name, it almost was like the secret sauce and how you won was how what battle mod you ended up with. Ah, uh, you know, okay, um, yeah. If you found the battle mod that really knew the game mode, you yeah. you would have like the secret secret uh-huh. way in type of thing. And I definitely can't diminish any of the wins that people had back then. But yeah. what I'm saying is, like, th- th- we Garlem and I recognized pretty early on when we when we started getting serious about evasion, when invasion existed, we couldn't let that exist anymore. It right. didn't exist with any intention, but we couldn't even unintentionally allow that to exist. Yeah. Yeah, we started standardizing everything. We came up with the handbook. We came up with this is what the things everyone has to know. Like, if you can't know these basic things and perform in this basic way, we're, we're going to have to hold you back until you can. Yeah. Uh, we, now
0: now it makes sense why the document, because Sigma mentions, like, we have this great handbook that Brian did. It's like, okay, now, because you, you just said you did all this, you know, you, you got your documentation from playing Arma and whatnot. So, okay. Pieces yeah. are coming together now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because
1: I've had GARP and I wasn't alone in coming up with that rule book, yeah. you, you know, Garlem had a big hand of it and we had a other, you know, um, Philbo and Iron, they were battle mods back then, yeah. they helped with their viewpoint, but I I think the two of them have really good abilities to share insight to to things and stuff like that, yeah. you know, I, I was happy to have ever, you know, worked with them, They they have yeah. the hunt now and that's their thing and I'm proud of what they've done with that. Yeah, But yeah, you know, all of us work together and kind of combined. And even now, I mean, I only a month, not even a week ago, I sent out a message to all of my battle mods and I said, Hey, look over the handbook. Tell me what you think is lacking. Yeah. You know, I want to hear from the people that are, lear- I mean, we have some that is their first season or their second season. Now that you're a little bit in your feet are wet. What do you wish you were told that wasn't in there? Let's yeah. make sure that's in there. You know, let's always improve, always improve, always yeah. improve. That's the and- goal with everything.
0: Yeah. And that's good that, you know, you, you have that mindset of let's take the feedback, not just, you know, push it forward. It's like, here, this is the rule. You can't change it. And, you know, it's my my opinion or our opinion. But that's good that you're taking in from people who are just coming on. They got a little experience. OK, now give me your feedback. How can we make it better?
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I definitely can get a little headstrong and think my way is the best way. Yeah. Um, I know that I'm capable of that. And I've had reminders and, and part of being an adult. Yeah, and working with a team is recognizing your limitation with that, and saying, "Hey, I'm not yeah. going to let that override me, and I'm going to open up and say, 'Hey, no, I can't yeah. just be the end all because we all have to.' Uh, you know, you could be crude, and but you could also end up being alone. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> My brute force can end up being your alone being, brute, you know, having <laughs> that force. So I don't want that. I, it's a great team. I want to keep them around, and, and keeping them involved. And you know that now we have the senior battle mod role. Yeah, where, you know, a couple of battle mods that have put time in that they kind of earned that title. They they are now like Bush and I are the lead, but there are seconds like if yeah. we're not around, they're the people you go to. If I ever got hit by a bus and disappeared, yeah, would probably climb up the ladder that right that quickly because they already know everything I do yeah. in the battle mod world, you know,
0: oh, that is awesome. So now in the early days, a lot of your events were most of your events were all on uh, public servers. How oh, crazy yeah. was that? Because you had variables that you couldn't control now, and you're trying to run a tournament.
1: Well, I think that that added a fun spice to it. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, the the more popular the game has gotten, the more yeah. opportunity for people to either not be honest with their integrity as a competitor, or yeah. more more often than that, other people just not wanting to... Other people wanting to ruin what yeah. what events do. And, and other events have this problem even now. I know it. I yeah. doubt I I'm, I'm sure they know it. Where, you know, you get those trolls that are like, oh, let's try to stream snipe them. Yeah. Let's get in there and let's, you know, ruin their event. Like th- right. that, that would happen. Thankfully it didn't happen nearly as much in the early days. Um yeah. but running into you know, especially if you're doing a solo event on public yeah. servers and you're all running as solos and you can still run into a four man or a five man like that, yeah. that's a heavy variable.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: You know, and, and, but it made it fun, you know, like we love when a competitor recognizes, you know what? I'm only going to die here. Yeah. I'm going to back up and get my points another way. I'm going to go a different angle and get like, that's part of Tarkov. If you actually do want to survive a raid, you can W key it all you want, but if you're not smart, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're going to W key and then reload. and then w key and then reload into the next map but if you w key when you need to but also get tactical and reroute and reposition Mm -hmm. and flank and and get your way you can make it out and uh, one day i hope to learn how to survive a raid but (laughs) (laughs) no jokes aside but you know that we loved watching when people would think on their feet to those dynamics oh god Yes. but at the same time with the private servers you know having only 12 PMCs loaded into a map and every one of them is a competitor has a mm-hmm. whole other flavor to it, which is really fun too. Oh yeah. You know, you're only going to run into yep. the competitive people. You're not going to run into Timmy's and you're right. not going to run into four man's like that has its own value to it as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I think and, one and, of the, Oh, sorry.
1: I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say one of the cool things about the Tarkov. I, I can't remember, and I've apologized if it wasn't an evasion tournament, but or it was the other. It was a Twitch Rivals, but where the tank battery was in play for one of the the goals, and I just seeing how teams, because it was so heavy, they have to take turns. They have to, you know. It's yeah. just Only thing you could do, you know, that only could happen in, the, in a Tarkov game, yeah. with that, some that that,
1: uh, like that 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 was Rivals, but yeah. I mean that was a really fun thing that they added for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I respect what the Rivals team has done and what they do, you know, and and there's, you know, I will coyly say, you know, like, why are you wearing the Church Rivals armband? There's only one armband you should be wearing, but (laughs) but I don't mean blatant disrespect. It's, you know, it's it's a pride thing and it's meant to be playful, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But but
1: yeah, that was a a Church Rivals event, but but we've had other things similar to that. Maybe not the exact same extent with the tank battery, but yeah, yeah, you know. Coming up with these interesting solutions to the problems you face as a team yep. is really fun.
0: Well, and then moving it to the private servers, now you can have some custom rules, like you had Tequila and Killa on interchange, and that just you know more dynamics. That it was just made makes such a uh, a wonderful thing to watch, and and it's, it's exciting.
1: It's very exciting. Yeah, and you know we with every one of those games that we do on the private servers, we 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 come in with a vision yeah and then bsg wakes us up and says you know <laughs> some of that is just not possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and some of it is yeah um but yeah I, I think it definitely is a great feature to have we're really lucky that bsg have trusted us to to run these events on private servers with them yeah um i could definitely say that private public server events are not dead nope. um, even even evasion will probably still have a few public server events in the future um yeah we're we have, we're working in a few we're always working on other things and yeah. I, i'm working on a few ideas that hopefully come to life and it's you know just doing some early wipe events yeah. you know, um oh yeah uh, the the private servers make early wipe irrelevant yep uh, that's one really cool thing about the private servers is that like yes. hey you can have a private server event on week one after wipe not that you're going to Right. I'm not going to. No. I know that everyone who just got into the new wipe, they're gonna only be focusing on getting their levels up and uh-huh. getting their, you know. But, you know, week three, which would be way too early for an evasion event, we could do a private server event if we wanted to. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're level twenty or forty or ten or two. Right. The private server, everyone could be on the same playing ground. It's yes. pretty cool.
0: That is cool. But yeah, that's a great yeah, that's like a good idea, a good suggestion. It's like you doing a public event on the early days of the Wipe, maps are crazy. You don't know what you're going to run into. Everybody's sort of like in their basics. That, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: and, and there's plenty of ideas out there, but yeah. who knows what Evasions do. Season 4 is not even in the drawing board yet. We're, we're taking a break oh, yeah. and waiting for a Wipe, and then we'll get the season, season 4 documents open, and we'll start working on it and see what happens.
0: Well, you know, you I, think, have,
1: I have all kinds of ideas sketched out to see what happens, but not, that doesn't mean any of it will be real.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I just you, you think about how big of an event that you guys just passed through. you had your North Americans, you had European and then you had the OCA OCEs. It was just like, holy cow, that's so much work that goes on in the course of, you know, a couple of weeks just to see just for the event. You don't know how much is happening in the back end of coordinating everything.
1: Uh, it's a lot of work it Actually really is I, I do not use any program to clock my man power hours um i i don't think sigma might yeah but i don't think any of us do and it's probably better for our morality if we don't yeah <laughs> so we don't realize how much time we put into things yeah but, you know it's a passion project you know right. um sigma holds no expectations of us other than doing what we promise we will do yeah and everything beyond that is a gift that we do do and i do this because i love the i love the game i, yeah. I love the community and, and you know I, I love sigma and and the team and i want to i want to make this as fun as it could be and as exciting as it could be
0: yeah and that's that's something that's, you know, I spoke of so many times. How many people come out and just say they, you know, like I've had Will, I've Bunny, uh, Garlam and just everybody loves Sigma and they're all it's it's a, an invasion family. And it's so nice to see, in, you know, today's day and age, just, you know, the, the commitment and the, the joy people are having for just being a part of that that team. How active are you in, in you know, the Tarkov community?
1: Active enough that I had to be um, the adult to myself and say, Brian, if you want to buy a house, you can't have 55 subs. And <laughs> yeah, I had, I, I I mean, it's really, it was heartbreaking for me when I looked. I, one day I looked and I had 50 something subs. And I was yeah. like, how the hell am I ever going to save up for a house putting that kind of money out every month? Right. And and, yeah. and it's because there's so many creators. And I'm not just talking about the Evasion team, mm-hmm. the, our, our content creators that are on the, with Evasion, but beyond yeah. that, That the the community is great, and I try to be active where I can. Obviously, when evasion is in full swing, I'm lurking more than I'm talking. Yeah. Um, uh, And you know, I'm getting to know a lot when we get new every season. We have I have to learn new competitors, whether it's people that are new to the scene or just people that have been around but now are finally being a part of our event. Right. And so yeah, I might be a new face in a lot of those channels, but the 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 fifty or so that I was just mentioning, I you know I've been there for a while. Um. And I, I I if I could, I would make them all a part of evasion and you know I, yeah, even if they're a part of other things because they're all so great. Um yeah. I try to support where I can. Now I actually had to put my big point pants on and I only have five <laughs> subs.
2: Yes. You
1: know, I still give bits where I can, or if someone's doing a fundraiser, I'll try to do what I can yeah. to, to support. But even just being a number, you know, I'm being a viewer and quietly lurking, I quietly lurk more than I chat in all channels yep. now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh I still will have a, a, a soundboard go off for Jibo when I go on his channel, even if I'm lurking. Just let them know I'm there, and then I go yeah. back to going my whatever work I have. But the community is great. I, yeah. Obviously, you know, there's... It's had rapid growth. Yeah. And I kind of... I've dealt with a few communities. Mentioned the DIY community. Befo- I, I only recently yeah. stopped being a regional contact for um, Burning Man. Yeah. I don't know if you know what Burning He's Man is.
0: He's a daisy, right?
1: No, 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 okay. no. I'm... Burning Man is a oh, totally different non-gaming I'm thing. I'm sorry, it's, I'm
0: thinking Running Man, but Burning Man, the uh, the audio the uh, concert the, thing out in yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, in Nevada. But yeah, yes, um, that is a totally additional cultural thing, a whole other aspect of my life that it isn't oh really God. relevant to gaming. But I was I was a part of that for like a decade. No and way. I was a regional a regional contact for that event you deal with building communities and and interacting with communities and every community you ever deal with, you're going to find that like five to 10% are just bad. Yes. That is not the right word. Toxic is probably a better word or, or, you know, not community minded. They're here to take and not to give type of thing, but you're always going to have like five to 10% of any community, not being what you ideally want within your community. And Tarkov going from, you know, uh, 20,000 simultaneous players to 120,000 to 300,000 or whatever number they're at. I have yep. no idea what their numbers are that 10% of 300,000. It's a lot more people than 10% yep. of 20,000, you know? Um, so there are a toxic element within the, any community given yes. anywhere. Obviously they're very, vo- very vocal minority, especially on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And you know, oh, there's yes. all the memes about Reddit <laughs> and memes about on. Tarkov Twitter. I meme about Tarkov Twitter all the time. You know, yeah. That's where people go to pitch. It is, yeah. but the community in a whole—it's probably the best gaming community I've been a part of. And I've been a part of Arma. I've been a part of Battlefield. I've done other things. Yeah, but man, like, it, it's very so quickly to be able to. be, Oh, you want advice here? Let me give you advice. Yeah, let me help you get better at this game. Let me give you what I can. So many people are just willing to share their experiences, yeah. their viewpoint. Um, and there's varied viewpoints, right? Like one yeah. of the things I, one of the things I tell. My new guys at the firehouse, when, when you're new to the fire department, you're going to get assigned to a company. You're going to be in that company. But one thing that happens a lot is that when there's a detail, when I'm, one of the other firehouses are short of people and you got to yeah. go, you got to go as a new guy, you're going to go fill in that slot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the, the, the old guy like me, <laughs> I've been here. I, I've my time. I don't have to you know, go, but my right. new guy's going to go. And I tell them all the time, you're going to go, you're going to rotate through all these different houses a lot. Pick up what you can from all of them. Yeah. Watch, how they, watch how they operate. You're going to be taught a few different things throughout the early years of your career. Pick up what you can and then find what works for you. And it's the yeah. very same thing with Tarkov. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the Shift-W guy. You're going to have the tactical shooter yeah. guy. You're going to have the rat camper guy. You're yeah. going to have you know, the, the, the only worry about looting and don't yep. worry about PvP and don't uh-huh. worry about PV. You're going to have all these different viewpoints. Check it all out. And every one of them, a majority of them have have an interest in voicing their opinion and telling you what they think is the best move and yeah. teach you what they can and learn what you can and make it yours. You yeah. know, the, the community is really great for that. They're supportive of each other in every way. Yeah. Um, you know, and unfortunately there is a, you know, a factor, a faction of people that don't represent that. And I just try my best to stay distance from them. You know, yeah. I'm not going to lurk in their channels. No. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, this is so this was my first real, you know, I've been gaming since you know my Atari 2600 or you know head-to-head baseball, you know, back way back when, yeah. you know. But this is really the first community I've sort of been active in like, you know, whether it's in Twitter or Reddit and it's just it's I have nothing but like you said, there's certain elements that you're going to have anywhere you go. You know, the assholes are going to be there. you they're not going away, they're there. But for the most part, all of my interactions been great, you know, and I started this I did another podcast, I have another podcast with a bunch of friends that we sort of just, you know, bullshit around with Tarkov, bringing a couple of people now and then. But this one here, this Tardux pod, is really for bringing on people from, you know, the community and getting their stories. and Because everybody's just been so wonderful and being able to share their stories and and having you on to hear the, you know, where you came from and, you know, the background with Evasion and all that. It's just, it's it's fantastic And, and I'm so happy you hopped on here.
1: Well, I'm happy that you had me, and I think it's really cool that you get get given opportunity to many people, even insignificant little fleas like me, a chance to, to <laughs> talk a little bit about what they do. <laughs> well, no,
0: that's that's the cool part of this is like you know, there's so many levels of when it comes to content creation. You just think of the streamer. Well, there's so much more that you have the mods, you have editors, you have people who are you know the, the evasion type in. Um, organizations where and inside that organization you have so many other things i've come to learn you have battle mods, you have castings and and it's just to get that story so people can hear you know like you see people watch these evasion tournaments okay what really happens there's so many moving parts behind that it's like when it's done well like an evasion tournament is it's you know there's a lot of people that make that happen and make it successful and then they hear those stories it's it's great to share
1: yeah and and to hear other people tell us like when i see a a tweet on twitter and they're like oh i'm so happy evasion's back you guys do the best events i take pride in that yeah you know i'm not it's not my baby it's everyone's baby you know there's a lot of people involved in the making of this bread making making the the sausage in the background whatever whatever metaphor you want to use but either way there's a lot of hands involved in this but i'm proud of my part in it and i'm proud of knowing sigma and seeing you know going from just like five random streamers that were just bored yeah late wife what the hell do we do hey let's try to see if we can kill each other let's stream snipe each other and get jumped on the same (laughs) server and start all right now we're gonna do uh you know packas and pistols only and yeah let's see who wins to go from that to what we've done now is it's been a pretty pretty crazy ride to be a part of you know i i wasn't there from the very very beginning but i was definitely there from the beginning You know, uh, and I was definitely there from the beginning of Evasion and to to see what her original vision was, to see what's knowing some of the things that are in the the, coming in the future. Yep. I can't wait. I'm so proud of her and so proud of our team.
0: Well, and also, you know, after Tarkov TV last week, you know battle arena that's got to open some new ideas for you guys which i can't wait to see what happens with that
1: oh uh, yeah that's gonna you know? revolutionize a lot of what we're doing we're yeah. very excited about what what's to come with that i mean i don't think that we will ever abandon eft just for arena yeah um, but i definitely think arena will will add a whole new element and a fun element to what we do um yeah. sigma is a better person to talk about what the yeah. final end goal that will be but uh from what i know what influences i may hold and what from visions yeah. i have i mean arena is going to really make stuff go really fun oh, i can't that's... wait for it yeah i i'm still very curious to see how that's all going to play out yes and how yeah. much we can take advantage of it to turn it into an evasion event mm-hmm. um but either way you're going to see competitive tarkov like you've never seen before oh absolutely and, and I, you know for sigma you know put a little meme little little uh spicy tweet out not too long ago but but tarkov isn't competitive and oh know, yeah. then arena, right after arena i got announced exactly and you know eft the game compared to arena it isn't competitive in that level no but arena will be in that level and i'm curious to see how that's all going to go and can't wait to be a part of the ride
0: yeah, and see, you know, because now you can have you know teams develop like you know, okay, let's partner up, and and now Evasions already saw that had that foresight to have that team. You have your head crackers, then you have your people who create content. So it's you know the bit of the foundation is there already, and it's, it's yeah, when the arena comes, it's and, and
1: look how one. quick. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but very quickly out of nowhere, there's a ton of new organizations popping up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some for yeah. events, some for esports team, yeah, some for both, and. I'm excited to see what happens with that. You know, like we, I talked, I tweeted about it not too long ago, but I'll mention it here for those that don't follow my lowly little Twitter. (laughs) One of the, one of the early Christmas events that we did with BSG, uh, we were doing trying to fill, like, how do we fill five days of content? You know? And we were like, Oh, let's do a team versus team. Yeah. And we had team evasion. We're like, well, what other team exists? And they're like, there is no other team.
0: (laughs) We're the only one.
1: Well, well, let's do stream teams then, you know, like, and, 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 now we're actually going to have other teams you know and and now that's going to add a whole new level of the the pride fighting and you know and 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 just the team building and it's going to be really interesting what comes next with that oh absolutely
0: yep it's going to be good so now um you know when you step away from evasion and you, you know you got a couple of days off what are you doing what's your your go-to you know i saw you like photography you're in the music still
1: yeah i mean going to see live music is always one of my favorite things to do um yeah. i i really can't do the whole festival thing much anymore <laughs> i i just it's just it tests my patience and i'm i'm older i mean yeah. i just i could definitely jump into the pit and have fun when i can yeah um but but i can't do that for 52 bands over a four-day weekend uh, not anymore Oh no i prefer God. i prefer the little you know the little uh dive bar and, yeah. and smaller venue i like to see three bands play to a to maybe 500 people or something yeah i'll go into the city when i can i will go down to philly when i can there's a couple of venues here in new jersey i can go to
2: yeah
1: um my my lady and i we we've it's become a passion of ours that we every vacation we've been going to national uh parks oh cool that, that is like you know, it, it kind of touches on the photography and yeah. just the wonders of the planet that we're living in. You know, we've hit up mm-hmm. a bunch of the national parks. Our goal is to get hit to see every state, including the Hawaii and Alaska, and yeah. to, to hit as many of the national parks as we can. That's a, That's how we spend our vacations is oh, nice. going to a new state and seeing their national parks. And yeah, I've seen plenty of them. And I'm, I'm really happy that I've had those experiences. The first time I went to the Grand Canyon, I realized, like, I am nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I am this tiny, tiny little little man yeah. on this huge spinning rock, and there's this fall the size of the Eiffel Tower behind below me, and it's just pretty crazy. The planet is amazing. So,
0: it, yeah, absolutely. We we've started, you know, up here in New England, we do. I uh, try to get up to New Hampshire's and we hike four thousand footers, but it's our twenty uh, fifth anniversary, and I think I'd like to get to take a trip out to Utah or, uh, and you know hit a couple of national parks. What?
1: Oh, you really should.
0: What has been your you know? all the parks you've hit so far, what one has stuck out the most that you're like, wow, if Uh, you get to go back again, you'll go back.
1: You mentioned Utah and that probably is like the go-to. I mean, the mountainous ranges of the Rockies in and of themselves are just mind blowing. I mean, I've I've been up to Mount Washington and up by you. I, I I have a good friend of mine lives right at the base of the green mountains. Yeah. and, And I go there a lot. I enjoy my time up there. Yeah. But when I went through the Moab Valley, when I went to arches and I went to dead horse point and I went to Moab, and it, that whole area is just it's you it, it, it's it's mind-blowing yeah it's another it's otherworldly you know it, wow. it's amazing you gotta go like cool. you gotta go All right. the whole four corners area which is probably hopefully where i'm gonna retire yeah that that whole area everything there from colorado to utah to arizona it's just amazing but but grand canyon was very special but, yeah but driving through arches and moab it's just at any moment, whether it was pouring rain, because we got yep. stuck in the rain there too. Or when it was sunny, sunrise, sunset, doesn't matter. It's just beauty everywhere, man.
0: Oh wow. Definitely
1: cool. go. Excellent.
0: All right. Well, hey, you survived an episode of Tardux. Was it painful?
1: Not at all. Not Excellent. at all. You made you made it very effortless and painless, and I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, before I let you go, I gotta ask you. Now at the end of every episode, I call out my my guest to call out somebody else that they gotta throw under the bus and say this person, you got to come on Tardux. Who are you putting that person on the spot?
1: Oh, boy. You know, I should carry the torch and pick another evasion team member, but I feel like Sigma already picked a few. Yeah. And I won't be surprised if some of them pick other evasion <laughs> team members. <laughs> All right. Um, let me think. I think your best bet, yep. I would be curious to see you interview. Oh, man. Um, you know I'm going to say Mr. Gibbon.
0: Oh, I've never heard of that one.
1: Mis- Mr. Gibbon's an Irish content creator. All right. Uh growing pretty pretty new. Yeah. I uh, I found his stream not too long ago. I've really enjoyed his content. Really great personality and he's 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 building his reputation within the Tarkov community and rather than stick with the the cliche of picking another evasion team member, I yeah. hope I don't do not do i don't, hope I don't do the team at his service, but I, nope. I would, I'd be curious to have you talk with him.
0: I will find him. That's excellent. All right. Yeah, well, I, can, I
1: can I can can share with you his information. I got all it right. all.
0: Sweet. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much. Uh, I'm so happy you, you you know I had to do a little arm twisting and you know Sigma's like well maybe uh, you know I'll get hotel and both of them will hop on. It's like all right, well you know and I I text her I sent her a message later saying hey Brian's in and she goes yes so cool. <laughs> thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, they're, they're a bigger fish in the sea than me. And I feel like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if I would be able to be interesting. So <laughs> Dude, hopefully we I filled over it up with content.
0: Of content. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs>